The following episode was recorded live on YouTube. Check out our website at messagecenter.show for all of our episodes. Welcome to episode 259. Uh, This one's going to be interesting because we're going to be talking about, we talked a little bit about this, I think, in a previous um, episode, uh, but as far as what was announced, but it is now formally coming and we have some thoughts on, Mm. and it's kind of our title or main thing we pointed out for this episode, which is the new home experience in Viva Connections. So uh, Mm -hmm. that's going to be fun. But first off, Let's find out how our uh, hosts are doing. Daryl, how are you doing? Doing well, Daniel. Uh, there's plenty of work coming in, plenty to do. The end of the, the year is approaching fast. Uh, look, it, it, you probably don't think of it so much from the Northern Hemisphere perspective, but because our summer is at the end of a calendar year, mm. uh, we're always thinking about, okay, what are the projects that are approaching that we have to align and make best use of the time when people aren't in? And um, conversely, if you're trying to launch something and you want to get people involved and drum up some interest and stuff, um, how do you span that across a summer and keep interest? (laughs) Um, Yeah, changing the ways of working. Well, everyone downs tools in December and and January Mm -hmm. and sort of dribbles back into the office, so... Yeah, fun times. That And I haven't thought of that really from a perspective. You know, we have the same issue with uh, keeping in the northern hemisphere, keeping interest during the middle of the year, right, mm. during summer and everything. Um, but we also struggle with keeping the interest going with the holidays that happen at the end of the calendar year and, you know, with the new year, uh, starting with the new. So anyway, it's very interesting. Mm. Yeah. Um, I, you know, thanks for asking, Daryl. I'm doing great. Um, oh, and... how are you doing? <laughs> You've been traveling. I have. The uh, last, uh, I guess, week and a half have been a blur. But mm. um, I was able to uh, see friends and make new friends in Branson and Nashville and Toronto and Boston. It's been a wonderful trip. Um, wow. Yeah, so four different events and uh, lots of lots of great conversation to be honest um i think it's been it's been well worth it but uh here i am we are here uh first off what we're going to do is remind you to give us a thumbs up on this video because it helps with the whole algorithm algorithm things and also on if you're listening to the audio podcast make sure you give us a share um of the audio podcast but then Hey, how about sharing the episode on socials and tagging us at 365MCS? We will give you a shout out as well uh, and amplify you. So make sure you share this episode. Um, and if you're catching this episode and you haven't subscribed, make sure you subscribe to the channel on YouTube uh, and give us a click that little bell so you can get reminders of when we go live. So, yeah, yeah. Um, it has been a good transition to to the mm-hmm. new Indeed. location. And, um, yeah, thank you for following us on that journey. Um, let's just jump in. Let's Darryl. do that. Yeah. We, and, we, uh, usually we try and do the messages in the order that they were received, mm-hmm. and we sort of mix it up a little bit. Today mm-hmm. it's a little mixed up because we wanted to try and um, address things in a, a few different order. 
First up, we have uh, announcing deduplication of contacts in Outlook Web, MC448368. Uh, I know I suffer uh, from multiple uh, contacts of people and um, the different platforms I've used in the past. They they try and link the contacts. Um, there's three or four different Alistair Pugins. I mean, can you get enough Alistair? Yes. Yes, we can tell you. <laughs> but, you know, being able to co combine those those contacts is important. Um, the, the thing is that you still have multiple contacts. It's just a smart way of pulling them all together and trying to, to, to view them. And I find that, Daniel, uh, sometimes the contacts I've added on the fly because just out of annoyance and convenience with, let's say, a mobile company where sometimes a friend will call and the caller ID will come through without the country code and sometimes with and the caller ID doesn't you know recognize it properly so I'll, I'll just go look I'll just add the darn number as well so we come up with all these multiple contacts in, in lots of different ways and this is all about uh, providing a way through Outlook on the web to to deal with that to truly combine the contacts into one contact, not just linking them together, but deduplicating them. Daniel, do you have many duplicated contacts? I absolutely do. Uh, I think your example was a good one. I've there's other ways, you know, to get duplications of, of contacts, and I um, and those range from duplication because of different phone number, email. Um, spelling of name accidentally, um, title, company name. I mean, there's, you know, you could get all of those types of duplications. So I'm interested in seeing how this is smart enough to uh, combine contacts that may, you know, they're going to have differences, right? And so how does it, how is it going to, so in the message, it talks about it's going to give you suggestions to merge. Correct. Yeah. So, you know, how does that work? That's what I'm interested in. Mm. Well, looking closer at the message too, you get a bit of a clue about it takes a little while for them to come up with these lists of suggestions. Uh, I'll, I guess I'll get back to that um, a bit further along. But, yeah, it will make a suggestion um, about merging them and you have the choice as an admin about whether your organization should see this message or not. And I think what, one thing that's quite nice about this is it actually talks about when the admin feature will arrive to be able to enable and disable, and then this deliberate gap between that and when people will start to see this experience in the service. So this is one of the better ways of rolling out a feature to give you that amount of time and information to prepare and uh, let people know, you know what, what to expect or to be able to make a choice as an organization about when to, to use it and do it. Um, if we look down at uh, if you were an organization that did turn it off and then you want to turn it back on, this is what I'm talking about with the clue as to how and when it takes, how long it takes to come up with this list. If you change your mind and turn it back on again, it can take up to 10 days, plus or four, minus four days, plus or minus four days, um, to regenerate that list of suggestions. I don't, and I don't think that's a big deal. 
to be honest. I mean, this isn't like a business critical issue. I think it's more of an annoyance um, because you have to do a little extra work to pick the right contact mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. So um, this seems like it's okay if it if it does lag a little bit. But what you know, I don't think it tells what happens if you say thanks for the suggestion. I'm too busy. Leave me alone. Will it give you another suggestion right. at another time, or are you done? Mm. Is there a way to invoke it? Uh, to say, oops, dismiss, get away, I want to keep going, and then I want to go back to dedupe, right? Can I can I invoke those suggestions again? Um, mm. What happens when there's uh, information, you know, there's a misspelling? Does it catch that? Um, I'm guessing uh, misspelling like in a name. I'm guessing maybe not, but mm. uh, yeah, you know stuff like that. That's what I'm kind of interested in is um, how will it handle um, you know merging things when one contact they have you have different mobile numbers listed in contacts because someone changed. How do you will you be able to say no? I don't. I want to keep 90% of, of contact A as I merge it to, into B, but leave out certain elements so it doesn't get combined because um, I know that phone number is not right anymore. You know, just lots of questions that I think uh, will mm. hopefully get solved here soon <laughs> once we see it. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll sort of dig in quickly into the, uh, the help and information. It's really very much... Um, admin oriented with all the capabilities um there is a blog on merge and duplication so this looks a bit more useful merge duplicate contacts and outlook Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so it it lets you know the possibilities of um of the common contacts um you can fix it now by merging a number of them Mm -hmm. oh so here's an example uh where there's cameron evans and there's cameron and cameron but Cameron Evans, yeah, is a different Cameron Evans. So, it looks like because I was about to say, well, maybe it's pinging on. There's something in there that's the same, mm. right? Like maybe phone number. There's a phone number there, and it says Cameron, but then the other one says Camera Evans and has that same phone number with other stuff. So. It, it is nice that it's kind of saying, hey, here's some possible things. Mm. You know, there's probably going to be some wrong ones in there. But um, it, it doesn't seem like, um, you know, there's a way to say, uh, like in that screenshot you're showing, I want to keep, uh, you know, the first one has a title and an email and a phone number. But that title's wrong. Right. He's now the account director and not a senior researcher, for instance. Or right. actually that I mean, in this example, it's kind of bad because it looks like it's a different photo and you don't want to merge it. But what if you did? I want to not keep the senior researcher title and I want to keep the account director title. How, how does it manage that? Yeah, it doesn't look like it's um, at the field level. And I guess if we scroll down a bit further, we can learn a bit more about where and how. But, you know, take a look. Take a look. Um, yeah. Sandy sort of points out to, to our question about um, there is a option to remind me later. You can come back and deal with that Indeed. possible duplication. But if you click that link that says don't merge displayed contacts, can mm-hmm. you ever get it back to suggest it again? 
Mm. I don't know. I would expect not, hey, but yeah. we will see. Yeah. Um, oh, look, and there's some settings you can set um, at, at mm -hmm. your account level to say mm -hmm. select merge contacts under services, mm -hmm. toggle it on or off, allow suggestions. You can control it even at, at your level, not just mm -hmm. the admin level. That's right. But that's enough of that. Um, that is... That is, yeah, so admins have that setting now uh, to be able to make it uh, available or not. And it will start appearing in your service um, on the 31st of October. And just looking at that support article, it's not like you're going to visit your email and it's going to start saying, hey, I've found 10 new contacts that um, you might want to combine. It mm -hmm. looks more like only when you visit a contact card or you open contacts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Indeed. Right. Daniel, uh, tell us about the next message. Um, the next message, new home experience for Viva Connections desktop MC44733. Uh, this is our, you know, message I was talking about before being our title message here. Um, and it's one that has been announced at Ignite, which is the new Viva Home Experience. Um, or was it at the Viva Connect? Uh, wait a minute. When was it's, this announced? The, was it the Viva yeah. event that was? It was the Viva event, which yes. is a, a week or two before Ignite. Okay. All these events. Uh, <laughs> pardon me. Sorry. Um, so this is a new experience that Microsoft is going to create and I liken it to the home the office home now microsoft365.com home that is a curation of content for you this is um, going to be a curation of content uh, around that experience of bringing in um, Viva Connections um, the information you know that is essential for you like news and such that um, you know, an intranet plays for you. Um, this, and I really see this as a, um, for me personally, and you know, I get to give my opinions cause you know, I'm a host here. Uh, <laughs> I feel like this is a, a intranet for small businesses, maybe me, maybe medium, but on the smaller side that doesn't want to have a, a tailored intranet experience. They just needs a home, a landing place that has content that is shown and fresh uh, for their users. And um, so if you've already set up Viva Connections, then, and which means if you've already started creating content news and such, then that will pre-populate the new home experience, like the dashboard if you've already set that up as well that'll pre-populate this um and if you haven't already then this will be you know the new experience for you um uh you know we'll, we'll be curating that content once you do enable it daryl do you have any thoughts on this about what what if i already have mm. an intranet that's being serviced through Viva Connections and, and everything. Well, um, for those on the podcast and just pointing out to, to us all watching live, um, if you do have a home site, uh, then 
it is going to still be there, uh, but um, in this new landing page, um, <laughs> likely it's called the landing in this experience, um, the, the Viva home page or landing page, which shows the dashboard, links to Viva products and the feed, etc. cetera, mm-hmm. um, over on the top right-hand corner is a link to your home site. Um, I think... You, to to get to this point where you have dashboard, you've got news, you've got um, even resources down here. Let's just say news and resources. You still have to do a bit of work to nominate a site that's going to be your company or authoritative news source. You've still mm-hmm. got to create a global menu that's going to get to all of these different resources. So even for an org that doesn't really want to or doesn't have the resources to put into creating a site um you know it's it's still going to need some work to get to this point um what we often find too daniel is um for those large organizations that do have internal comms and people that are tasked with making sure that messages get through important messages are prepared and clarified Mm -hmm. um they don't like to leave too much to chance for the feed they do want to make sure that people see certain things. So there is still that function to boost news, but they still like to have that hero web part that's, this is what I want people to see. I've got full control. Mm-hmm. It This is definitely the case. You have control over the dashboard, um, you know, creating those apps, those aces in the dashboard, but you don't have control over the news feed per se. You know, you, you have news targeting, you, you have that, but if if it is rolling up news and such from various places, you don't get to control that experience mm. outright. Um, the, uh, you know, I think um, one thing I, ha- I have here is that, um, you know, what they're tell- saying in this message as well as blog posts is that you're going to be able to not use this. Maybe you already have a site and you're already using Viva Connections and you you don't want this experience for users. You already have invested in, in having one. Then you'll be able to switch it off. Now, that implies to me, and it's not very explicit to be honest, that I'm thinking from what is being said here that Microsoft is going to force this on everyone and if you have a home site already, then it's going to put that put a link to your home site in the top right for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to force it on you. And then you'll be able to switch it to your existing site, the home site that you're that you have. Now, hopefully that switch will be will come before they do the forcing. Uh, you know, I hope we'll have that ability to say this. No, I don't want to use Viva Home if that's my choice. I want to use my current intranet in Viva Connections. Like the previous message, giving an admin right. the ability to do something before yes. it arrives. Yes, I, I hope that's the case. Mm. Um, so we'll see. We have some kind of, it's going to be uh, available for targeted release soon, which is interesting that they say it that way. Still um, no time. No time. And then generally available in 2023 well that's kind of broad but um that implies to me again some implications here rather than firm dates and firm you know um 
advice here, but mm. it implies to me that it will be available for targeted release customers and therefore, you know, we'll get an idea of whether or not we'll have some time before it forces it to turn it back. Now, one implication though that it has, whether even if you switch it to your existing site, it, it's going to put a link to the Microsoft Viva Home in the top right corner, even if oh. you're using your own intranet, own home site as your Viva Connection site. So uh, you still have to think about what that experience is going to be for your mm. users. And it's going to change your user's experience for your site because there's now going to be this header, I guess, with a link. Yeah. Um, so, you know, this Where will... Where does that get dropped? Well, <laughs> and this will require a communication, right? Yeah. You're going to have to inform your users. What is this new Viva home thing? Yeah. Um, and how to use it. You know, one thing, Daniel, um, that it, it will do um, is this Viva home. Uh, they, they talk about this hamburger menu. Uh, find that other screenshot. So there is a, a good support page, which mm -hmm. uh, we should up in the description of the video that calls out things so you can use it to prepare people for what this looks like. But this yeah. hamburger menu is a way of navigating to the other different Viva products, which mm -hmm. means you don't necessarily have to use apps on the app rail to get to insights, to topics, to whatever else. Yeah. Um, I think that's going to need some, definitely some change management, you know, because yep. if you're actually using those applications, then you're adding two more clicks at least. Yeah, yeah. to finding it rather than just clicking the app on the left-hand rail uh, mm. in Teams. But, uh, or you're, you know, you've got those. So another thing in Viva Home, we've got the apps at the top, right? Yep. And those should only show if you have a license for them. And, but what if you have a license, um, but you're not using it? Like you haven't rolled out, or you you don't you haven't trained on Viva Insights, um, you know that my analytics part, right? The personal mm. Viva, then users are going to see it whether you've trained them or not, um, you know, it, and that goes for any of the the applications. So, um, I'm assuming, right? So well, that's like in the early days with the Microsoft 365 app launcher that sometimes apps were there mm -hmm. whether people were licensed or not and then you're mm -hmm. like oh um can i try this out well i think mm -hmm. they i think it's only if you're licensed for them but as you know you get insights as part of your 365 license right you get mm -hmm. that personal part of it um and to be able to see get that some of that information Phil, Phil maybe has an early experience of it here. It doesn't include products you are not licensed for. Yeah, that's 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 what no, I'm that saying. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. All right. Okay. I think we've we've beat that dead horse. Not really. I don't think it's <laughs> dead, but we've talked about that a lot. Um, yep. So would love to hear your thoughts. Share on socials. And give us your thoughts on what you think about this. And we'd love to engage with you on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and all of the, all of them, uh, all of the socials. But let's move on to um, maybe uh, encoding events teams. Yep. yep, yep. So this is uh, new teams powered encoder events, MC447685. For those of us who have 
run live events with the Microsoft toolset, um, we know that we can do a number of wonderful, weird things. Um, we can make it really simple and cre create that live event in a Teams experience, and it feels very much like a Teams meeting with a few different scenes. Um, or we can run it out of Stream and Yammer, and we can go to the extent of using third-party tools. Well, this is all about enabling you to to use those third-party tools or services like um, open broadcast software, for example, create whatever you want in terms of a scene and push it into Teams so that Teams uh, is your uh, place of experiencing the meeting but also managing that meeting. So the RTMP encoder or RTMP in encoder is, is that ability to do so. Um, that is uh, begin rolling out in October, mid-October and expect to be complete late October. Uh, it will be in preview or as a new option and yeah, interesting because we know Stream is in a transition uh, period too where it's the content is being brought over into SharePoint Online, um, but the services are still there too for running live events. Um, so I think this is all part and parcel of that. Um, not too much more to say. Uh, I know we've got a few more messages to get through, but um, for those who are into running live events, good to have this option. Yeah, uh, Phil had a question there about where does this leave Yammer live events. I, I still believe it'll be a uh, an option. Um, live events and Yammer uh, um, offer, let's say, ongoing Q and A um, and a, a live event page. So there's uh, a slightly different experience there of of continuing the conversation afterwards, where a Teams live event. Um, this is really more about the production and scenes and what it looks like um, than. Um, questions and answers and things that are offered afterwards. Yeah, uh, but moving on, tell us, Daniel, about um, <laughs> unfurling links. Huh? What? There we go. I was waiting for the lead in. I was like looking at you like, how's it yeah, going? How do I even lead into this, this transition? <laughs> Microsoft Teams zero install link unfurling. MC four four seven six eight six. What, Daniel? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is when a user shares a link to an app, a Teams app in Teams. So it's mm -hmm. a little, little inception there. But no, uh, when you share a link, then it will be unfurled, meaning, you know, give you a preview of what that app is rather than just a URL link. Um, so that you can decide whether or not you click on it and, and engage with it. Um, this Now, I wish I could tell you or show you what it looks like, um, but this message, Daryl is not even having to scroll to show you the entire message um, because the message is pretty plain. Uh, so really would like to see more here, see a screenshot, see a link to a blog post, see anything whatsoever. The only link we have in it is to the roadmap item, which tells you that you will get a preview card, which is, <laughs> that's great, good news, uh, but it's not even in the message itself that we're going to mm. get a preview card. So um, if you feel the same way I do, I'm not 
telling you what to do. Uh, but if you do feel the same way I do, I would recommend you click the thumbs down button on this message and say, hey, would this is, I, I did, I said, this is a visual change. I would have liked to see some visuals and some help guidance or something to tell me what in the world this is going to look like. Um, so, but uh, this is going to be rolling out mid-October, so now-ish, and completed by early November. So um, it's a bit uh, kind of, we're like on the cusp here of being too late uh, to have some guidance on what in the world this looks like. But, um, but anyway, so it is rolling out now-ish. Link unfurling. And I yes. like your reference to, to Inception because it kind of is like that. You're not actually installing the app, but you're going into that dream of what would this app look like? Right. So that's what we think it might be, but mm -hmm. we really don't know. Really don't know. Nope. Um, so, you know, it's kind of the opposite of our new, of our next message, which is about praise. Uh, is what I had for that message. So tell yeah. us about uh, the new praise composing experience. Well, yes. Uh, people were lamenting the loss of being able to create praise cards and praise using the templates. But that was because there was always the intention of improving that experience. New praise compose experience and teams and praise trends and Viva Insights. Not a great title, but we'll get to what that is. MC448356. Uh, it is a, a new way of creating praise with new options. Uh, where we had limited options, limited choices of what kind of praise, give someone a unicorn, a rainbow, a star, or something else. Uh, it's now uh, certainly more granular and in full control. So the praise composer is changing. The praise card design is changing. Um, you will be able to uh, change up the, the backgrounds um, and badges, uh, use emojis. Um, so let's just bring up a couple of examples here. Um, double click on that to make it a bit easier to see. There we go. Um, look, Chris Naidu, you are, you are a great person. You have courage, you're awesome, you've got leadership. In this example, um, Chris is getting a lot of praise. But um, yeah, the, the example here is that, that the icons on the cards are, are choosing from the, the very wide range of emojis that are available. Uh, the uh, different um, types of praise that you can send as well. Uh, there's a six month apparently a six month record of all the praise that you've received or given so um, Daniel and I jokingly said yesterday that if you're using this as um, something in your one-on-ones to show your contributions to the team and recognition you might want to make a record of that before the six months is up um, indeed yeah uh, I must say maybe i need and I, th I think we said this when this feature arrived the reminder for praise i think i need to set that uh, to remind myself to give praise to people um terrible terrible but yeah. well no it's um, easy it's easy to get in the and i fall victim to this as well easy to get into the you know we're working together we're doing great job um and you know saying it yeah you know to people but then not kind of announcing it and there's a different or yeah making it aware showing that hey other people 
this person is doing a great job and I appreciate it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because I tell people I appreciate them all the time and I mean it uh, for sure. But, you know, giving that a um, a voice or giving, giving showcasing it to others is a, is a way to show that um, not only are people appreciated individually, but people are appreciated in the organization as well. Mm. Inviting others to, to recognize that, that praise and maybe pile on some more. Uh, but it is important to recognize uh, good efforts and do that socially. Indeed. Um, so that is releasing, beginning, rolling out early November, expect to complete by early December. Um, good to see some more variety there. Um, yeah. Indeed. So that is that is it. Wow. Are we really at 30-ish minutes? Yeah, we are. We we did a great job explaining that stuff. That's what I'm <laughs> going to say. Yeah, yeah. Especially the home site thing yeah. with mm-hmm. Fever Connections. Hmm. Yeah. Well explained. <laughs> if I do say so myself. Mm-hmm. So everyone, thank you for joining those in the live in the chat room. There's quite a few people are watching live, but we know that so many more watch the recording or catch the audio. So thank you so much for engaging. Make sure you share, uh, send a link out to socials and, and give us your thoughts. We'd love to talk to you about any of these and have a conversation going about any of these updates. We'd love for you to do that um, and uh, connect with each one of us and the, the show. We are 365 MCS on all of the socials. Excellent. Well, we'll see you again next week. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Bye for now. Bye-bye. <laughs>